Infinite banking concept, also known as bank on yourself, have catchy names with attractive features such as guaranteed dividends, tax-free distributions, liquidity, and the promise to own your own bank. With that description, who wouldn't want to be their own personal bank? There's just one very big problem. It doesn't live up to the hype and you don't ever actually own your own bank. In my opinion, it's one of the biggest exaggerations promoting the life insurance industry, costing many people the chance of true financial freedom. Why? Because this so-called bank can lose money for decades, which I believe is the true guarantee. That's a pretty big claim made with strong language that I plan to back up with facts and verifiable math. In the next few minutes, I'm going to show you exactly how it works. And once you see the math, ask yourself why anyone would promote infinite banking or bank on yourself as a wealth building tool or personal bank. In fact, the person selling this product to you may likely have little to no understanding of what incurs inside these whole life policies or not want to understand because of the big commissions they make. Further, I doubt billionaires use this strategy, though that is a pretty common claim I hear. Why not? Because the math doesn't support it. And if there's one universal trait among billionaires, I believe, is that they always check the math. Once you get beyond the smoke and mirrors of the marketing and check the facts and figures, you're going to see what I see, a sham. The theory of IBC, infinite banking concept, is that you can deposit money into a life insurance contract with immediate liquidity. This insurance contract earns around 4-6% to paid out as a dividend, less the expenses, which can be very heavy in the beginning. Inside these contracts, the liquidity, called cash value, is made available by the insurance company as a line of credit, charging around 5-6% to interest on average. So think about this. The whole life community often speaks harshly against banks and the interest they charge, to then promote the insurance company and to pay them interest. In both scenarios, interest is being paid to a third-party financier. As an example, if you have $10,000 in cash value inside your contract, the insurance company will give you a policy loan at around $10,000 without credit checks, origination fees, or any other restrictions at around 5-6% to interest and sometimes even more. The insurance company determines the interest rate and spells it out inside the contract, so read the fine print carefully. Infinite Banking promotes the suggestion that you can use a policy loan from the insurance company to pay off debt or use for some risky investments, real estate being a common use. They further reason that because you didn't use your own money, your cash value continues to earn the dividend while you access the policy loan. You can then pay back the loan inside the policy from payments you were making towards your debt or from the gains you made off your investment. You're thinking, Curtis, I don't see the sham. I think that's pretty clever. But wait, it's actually pretty terrible and I'm going to prove it. If you have stuck with me this far, you're going to be pleased to know that we're going to review an infinite banking illustration directly from the insurance company so you can understand the mathematical impossibility that this system produces wealth creation with positive results. If you've seen any of my other videos, this is where I make the full disclosure that there's going to be a lot of math. But the great news is I'm going to keep you out of the weeds and simply empower you to make the best financial decision. After you see the math, I think you're going to agree with me that there are much better strategies. So let's go through an example of the infinite banking concept. Here we have a 42-year-old female preferred non-tobacco health rating depositing $120,000 per year in premiums. The insured is intending to do exactly what her agent suggested and pay off debt through her liquidity. Let's follow the numbers. The first consideration is the break-even time when the dividend covers the upfront expenses of establishing the policy. Let's review the non-guaranteed column while ignoring the guaranteed column as that column would require a video on its own to explain. The non-guaranteed data is based upon historical returns, which gives us a reasonable expectation. Year 1, $120,000 premium deposited into the whole life insurance contract on the road to building your own bank. Cash value, $104,708. About $15,000 of expenses just to set up the bank. If you were planning to pay off debt, why would you spend $15,000 before you started? 
It would make more sense to take the $15,000 and put it towards your debt. If you are going to use this as an investment, why start the investment $15,000 in the hole? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Let's continue. Year two, $240,000 in accumulated premiums. As you're building your own bank, cash value is now $225,671. Now you're $14,000 upside down. What kind of bank would leave you in this deep of a hole after depositing $240,000? Year three, $360,000 in accumulated premiums. As you keep building your bank, cash value, $349,843, $10,000 in the hole. Year four, $480,000. Cash value, $479,030. You're almost at break even. This is just a well-designed whole life policy. Many insurance policies don't typically break even for a few years. But now let's implement the strategy of paying off debt using the infinite banking concept. Assume this policyholder has $300,000 in debt, consisting of student loans, mortgage, etc., and wants to use $75,000 a year for four years to pay it all off. What happens now? Here's the math. Year one, $120,000 of premium into building your own bank. However, this time we're gonna take a policy loan of $75,000 at a cost of approximately 5% loan interest or $3,750. Now the end of year cash value is only $25,528 with a $75,000 loan plus interest. Were you actually your own bank or did the insurance company just become your bank? Might be one of the many reasons their happy whole life insurance agents promote this concept. Year two, $240,000 paid in as premium as before. New cash value, $146,491. Again, we're gonna take a $75,000 additional loan, then add the previous loan balance for a total of $153,750, plus an additional 5% interest paid to the insurance company, totaling $7,687. End of year cash value, $63,803, with a $153,750 loan plus the new interest. Year three, 360,000 paid in premiums. New cash value balance, $187,975. An additional $75,000 loan added to the previous loan balance is $236,437 plus 5% interest of $11,821. End of year cash value, $101,153. Year four, 480,000 total premiums with a new cash value of $230,340. Add the final $75,000 policy loan plus previous loan balance, bringing us up to $323,260 plus the interest of 5% equaling $16,162. End of year cash value, $139,177. In summary, through infinite banking concept, you were able to pay off $300,000 in debt have a cash value of $139,177 inside your account on a total out-of-pocket of, of $480,000. For a grand total value to you of negative $40,823 by banking on yourself. That is $40,823 in increased expenses and interest paid to the insurance company. Doing the same thing using the policy for additional investments such as real estate has very similar results in that you're gonna pay hefty expenses to start. You're gonna pay hefty interest rates to the insurance company, which can far outpace the guaranteed dividend, and you were never actually your own bank. You have a standard whole life policy, and you are now an interest-paying client to the insurance company. You see, until the whole life policy dividend is internally earning more than the loan interest net of cost, using the policy loan feature as liquidity creates a negative return. How long would you have to wait before your plan is internally earning more than 5% to borrow against the cash value without losing? Let's check the illustration. At year 15, 
end of year cash value, $2,161,361 plus $48,000 of new premiums paid. Starting account value in that year is $2,033,629, which is a 3.9% return. At year 25, the end of year cash value is $3,442,310 with no additional contributions. Starting account value in that same year was $3,311,926, which is a return of 3.9%. If you borrowed money at year 25, you will still be losing money from your own bank. Finally, let's look at year 35 with an end of year cash value of $5,020,134 without any additional contributions. Starting account value that year was $4,838,592, which is a return of 3.7% losing even more by being an interest-paying customer to the insurance company. It only gets worse as you get older as the cost of insurance can increase inside these plans. In my professional opinion, a life insurance contract should not be used as a source of funding for other investments or paying down debt unless the policy can produce a better net return than the cost of the loan from the insurance company. Whole life in every policy I've ever reviewed is incapable of doing that. Not all policies are built the same, but every single one I've reviewed to date has a similar end result, a negative impact on your policy using the insurance company as your bank. Age, health, insurance company, loan rate, etc. can cause results to fluctuate to some degree. If you'd like me to review your infinite banking policy, I invite you to send me your policy's illustration and we can go through the exact same exercise together with your specific information. In the course of reviewing hundreds of policies, we've been able to discover the truth about infinite banking concept and what it really means to your financial future. In every case thus far, people were sad to hear that what they thought was true about being your own bank turned out that bank was just renamed to insurance policy loan. For decades, the sell system of infinite banking concept has been promoted by some agents making hefty commissions and an insurance company charging their clients a healthy interest rate. What's even worse is in this illustration, I assumed a low interest rate of 5% from the insurance policy loan. According to 2019 Federal Reserve Report published by Wells Fargo, the national average interest rate charged to clients inside these infinite banking contracts is 10.5%. Infinite banking concept, bank on yourself, does have one significant guarantee. According to their own illustrations, it will lose you money for a very long time using loan provision. No matter how cool it sounds to own your own bank, or that the Rockefellers had a whole life plan, though it's not the same structure as today, the math doesn't lie. If you're paying more interest to the insurance company than what you're earning, that is a loss. And your money can never compound to its full potential to create you wealth if you're consistently losing.